Yeah, waiting for a star to fall, and he just has. He's literally just fallen in the door. <laughs> Hello. Speak now or forever hey. hold your peace. What's the story? How are you going? I on? caught him mid cleaning, you see. I caught him. He was in full. He was in full Mrs. Mop mode. I am. And I took him off guard. I'm all Mrs. Delfire this morning. <laughs> when you say you took me off guard, you, you said hello at the same time as you do every morning. I'm but a little still. behind myself. You see, I have to put on all the rain gear on days like this. Oh, it, sure, I tell it you. It delays me, so it does, you know. You then, don't have to tell me. I was getting updates on your progress. Were you? Absolutely. Alan in Dublin was on at uh, 12 minutes to uh, 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah. He was on. I was sitting here. Of course, I had all my cleaning done because I'm here like a good boy from half four every morning. Yeah, sure, he's mad. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> Jim just has a little dog basket he sleeps in under the desk there. No, I wasn't. I'm not here. I'm only joking. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got a, I got a, a WhatsApp in from Alan at 12 minutes to six this morning. Say, morning, Jim. Uh, PJ just passed me an east wall on his bike looking oh. a bit wet. Oh, I was very wet, yeah. And he also said, get the coffee on. But like, I knew, I knew you have your routine. <laughs> I know I'd only upset your routine, PJ, if I was standing here with coffee ready made for you. Alan in East Wall, there was no coffee on. Let me just say that. I just, that's, I didn't want to upset your routine. I know Is you have your routine. You? you have to go to the Jacks, you have to clean. You have to do You know what I mean I, I, I wouldn't like to interfere, man. I don't go to the Jacks. I wash my hands. I come in and I, I, I take off my jacket, then I go wash my hands. I keep the lavatoriums for when you're on air. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it is a bit of a wet one. We've had numerous WhatsApps in saying it's great for great for ducks out there at the moment. But we appreciate hearing from all of you. Thank you kindly. Yes, that's hopefully good you're in good form. Blue Monday behind us. Hey, hey, it's all sunshine and roses from here, people. Well, it's all so- it's all no coffee being made by our mates on soggy pants, actually. But I'll take it. Pharrell Williams and Happy here are Classic Hits. 14 minutes past 6 o'clock. Hopefully you are. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim on this Tuesday, 19th of January. Uh, 14 minutes past 6. We're about to do the birthdays. We yeah, good, yeah, let's do this. We had a good old gig yesterday. Did you get two yesterday, did you? Oh, come here. Yesterday was, yesterday was one of those things that sounded like it was a victory, but it was actually a miserable failure because you handed it to me on a plate. Right, it was set up. Yeah, I thought you were going to do Pep it yesterday. Guardiola, do you remember? That's right. And I... You put 10 years on Pep. I added 10 years onto the man, yeah. Shocking. Because I, I was going on about him playing with Maradona, but he just featured in a documentary with him. <laughs> anyway, right, some big names in this one today, so we'll see how you get on with this, right? Starting with Dolly Parton. Oh, I love Dolly Parton. He oh, I love Dolly. Again. I show something, there's another, I know every time I, see, I mention somebody, I seem to turn around and go, John, it's a very good documentary on Sky Art. You're doing anyway, a lot of that lately. I'm just yeah. saying, they're banging out the music documentaries at the moment. Very good, yeah. All sorts of people, but, um, but Dolly Parton's in there. And of course, you like Dolly because she's, what's her name? I loved, but the Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, that's it. Yeah, but she's just brilliant anyway. She's just such a good human. Yeah. She gives so much money away to charity and she you know, she's, um, so many campaigns. And- as well as that, like, she's a kind of a, she's kind of a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, what's the expression? You know, like, led the charge in a bit of sort of female rights and kind of things like oh, that. Yeah, and yeah. speaking out and kind of stuff, even in the, in the country music world, which Big is, time. you know, is notoriously kind of like male orientated ah, and everything but yeah, yeah. back in those days anyway yeah that's but, yeah, what a, bit of a, a lot of those lads wouldn't even let a woman ride her own horse and all like. <laughs> um, but I'd say but she's brilliant she's yeah. absolutely fantastic uh, and she seems like she's so much crack she used to hang out with Burt Reynolds imagine what it was like going for a jar with Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton imagine they're cracking oh my god yeah uh, I don't and I'd, I'd say she's like sharp as a tack sharp as a tack she is the yeah. old kind of like setting up Dollywood and everything and yeah 
She's effectively like, that's a Dolly Parton theme park. Is that what it's basically? Do you remember all the jokes about that when it started? Oh, Diddy Park and all the recalls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you got it. And they were describing all the rides. Oh, yeah, it was disgraceful. Very funny, but disgraceful. <laughs> Very good. Uh, but i got to say that uh, Dolly Parton is, well, she's not young anymore. No. Although, to be honest with you, it's, it is hard to tell. Like, it there's is. a lot. There's a, a lot, lot of on. plastic there in there. There is a lot going on. There is a lot of plastic. There is huge distractions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, say, I, I was actually talking about her face, but yes. So, yes, I was. Oh, yeah. Of course you were. I don't, I don't want the cheek fillers, no. Go into everything. I've got to say, <laughs> she's like 77. Not bad at all. 75. Is she right? 75. Ah, Dolly. Happy birthday, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, 75. Right, what about <laughs> this man got to mention? Actually, maybe it was yesterday, was it? you got to mention. But anyway, very recently, we mentioned the great Dennis Taylor. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Now, the most a famous with, glasses in snooker. Now, there's a fellow with a couple of huge distractions on his face. <laughs> on there. Yeah. My God. He's like... Uh, he, he's like screens. Unbelievable. Yeah, it took three bottle banks to make a pair of glasses for him, you know. <laughs> there's so much glass in them. It was just... But again, like when you think about it, a bit of an innovator because he huge. had to have them... Amended. Yo, they look. That's why they looked like it was upside down. Exactly. They had so to look. So he could look. You could put the chin on the his, Exactly. When he had his head down, he had to uh, be able to and raise his eyes, and he wouldn't run out of glass. <laughs> yeah, that was what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. So he wouldn't run out of glass, and he didn't care how. It he was looked. the complete opposite of that thing. You know, your dad used to do where, like, he'd look over his glasses. Yeah. He'd be reading something. Look, down over his nose. look over his glasses look to look at the glasses. telly. Are you all right in the head? <laughs> <laughs> that's when you'd know your dad was upset. He'd look over his glasses. I'd like you were an alien. Hey, where, where do we get you from? You are right in the head. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this, yeah, he had to do the opposite. He had to look up through his glasses. Yeah, he had to look up. Imagine being his elf I'm down here. I oh, know, it's just, I have to look at you. With the My mirror. glasses are on upside down. Yeah, if I don't use the mirror on the ceiling, I can't see the expression on your face. I gotta say, uh, uh, Dennis Taylor, who was great, cra- amazing crack. Yeah, and him and Steve and James was, being the rivals because yeah, he was he was well able to take the piss out of himself. Big time, like he knew, you know, and he just played to it. Isn't the castaway all those lads were like Steve Davis, the most boring grey man? Yeah, and he ran with it. This yeah. is gas. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Decided, I'm there's a, something in this. I'm a boring ale grey, and he thought it was the crack. And Dennis Taylor. There Do you remember going, that unspitting image? Oh why, yeah. Why can't I have a nickname? Yeah. Look. Whirlwind or what? What about interesting? Yeah, and every time he came in, all the puppets had turned the opposite way. It was so funny. What about uh, interesting? I gotta say, uh, Dennis Taylor's like sixty-six. Is he seventy-two? Believe yeah, it or not, I'm very surprised. I know. I'm kind of surprised well, by that myself. Seventy-two, but I suppose he was no spring chicken when he won the. That's true as well. Yeah. The, the uh, yeah, world championship. Was, you don't put those gla- you don't put upside down glasses <laughs> from a recycling bank on a twenty-one-year-old, do you? <sighs> Right, we're going to stick with the sports uh, and go to the gaffer is celebrating his birthday ah, today. Steve Staunton. Steve Staunton. Steve Staunton. What a player for Ireland he Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Let's forget about everything that happened after that. It is, yeah. You do have to kind of... You know... They are two very different sides of the same two coin. Two hugely that. different careers. Mm. And Fred, he never stood a chance. We like me taking up surgery now. You know, 
Uh, you, some things are just not meant It just for goes it. to show great players don't always make great managers. Ain't that And the he truth. was a great player. He was an absolute nailed on first name on the team sheet type brilliant, player. Brilliant, brilliant. For Liverpool player. and Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And Villa. And, like, you, you know. Roy Keane gets all the amazing, amazing, amazing and all. And deserves and, it. And not a great manager, right? Yeah. I would say at this stage, you can say he, he never yeah, really no, could Yeah, no, he never really could it as a manager. But such an absolute legend of Ireland. Like, yeah. we are, every, we like whether you, whatever it's like, Pam, everybody thinks, what a great, great player. Player, yeah. Steve Staunton. Okay, maybe not the same level, <laughs> but in fairness, he was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, for Ireland. I know it's weird. And then his managerial career, everyone's wow. Yeah, I can't stand him. It just went a bit. Yeah, it went a bit strange. I think there was some of the things he said didn't help him. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and then your man. I mean, put, literally declaring yourself. I'm the gaffer. I'm the gaffer. Straight yeah. away, you're thinking, no, it's not, yeah. mm, that's not going to go well. And a lad threatening him to kill him with a nerf gun outside <laughs> Port Marnock and everything. <laughs> I, I gotta say, Steve Staunton is like uh, fifty-six. Not bad, fifty-two. Oh, okay. oh fifty-two. Jeepers, I was a bit off there. Should have known better. Now this one, of course, uh, PJ always makes me include something from Formula One because he's such a big Formula oh One fan. Oh my god! He I'm insists, uh, loves his motorsports, uh, insists on including Formula One. So Motor bikes, <laughs> and he never puts in any MotoGP. I'm always never does it. They never mention it. In, there's no famous MotoGP people. <laughs> you gave me Valentino Rossi once on this show. I'll find I'll it. I'll have, to do, I'll have to do a separate search for famous motorbike or MotoGP um, uh, stars. But anyway, uh, Jensen Button. Oh, yeah. Is celebrating his birthday today. Well, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's kind of of your era. A little, little bit, yeah. Maybe. Well, actually, yeah, mind you, he only had the one world championship win, didn't he? He's asking me questions. <laughs> he's asking me questions. I like watching it on telly when it's on. But it's like the way you like watching, I don't know. Swimming or something, Do you know, you, you sort of tune in and out. Volleyball, volleyball. There you go, volleyball. Jim likes a bit of volleyball, but you wouldn't ask him to name isn't the players actually, on the speaking team. Speaking of which, isn't it mad those sports, right? That yeah. you'd have no real interest in whatsoever. But if you if you stumble across them you, on the telly, watch it, yeah. you end up get it's the wormhole. Do you know what my one of them is? Bowls or something. Curling, yeah, exactly. I love a bit of curling. That's I it. love it. You just become fascinated by it. Oh, if I see curling, I'm like, oh. Brilliant! Yeah. I'll run out and get a biscuit and all. <laughs> and I'll be there. This is great. Oh, I love this. Who's playing? Uh, Arthur von Glimpendink from no- uh, Norway yeah. and Vontun Gunhushkov from Russia. I'll be there. Right. I heard they're good. I've never heard anything. Don't know what about it. You know, just mad for it. Mad yeah. watchers. Love watching. But that's something all of those sports, just because you don't see them all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, like that. If you still came across bowling, I mean, bowling's a. It's a mad game. Mad game. You know, I'm ta- not talking 10 pin now. I'm talking, you know, oh, like yeah, long type bowling. Yeah. Elf and comfortable shoes. And yeah. it's mad. And I end up. Oh, God, look at that. Look at that. It's going to hit me. Oh, yes. Yeah. Jeez, I nearly got that. Oh, then you start getting... And then you realise, what am I doing? Yeah. Watching this. And then you go, right, I'm up for the lad in the blue, huh? <laughs> right, you do that. And the next thing, you know, someone will knock his ball away from the jacket. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, flip. Yeah. Flip and yoke it. Yeah. You know. <sighs> Yeah, you get all this brilliant, it's mad scoring and everything. Some lad goes from yeah, he's currently on two points. That's it. Now he's in the lead with ten. Yeah. What? You're How like, did that happen? Jeepers, that's <laughs> shocking. Do you know what? I haven't a clue who's birthday we're yes. <laughs> Right, Jensen Button. He's not even a caller. He or doesn't a even. Yeah, and he's brutal at bowling. She says, "Amazing, he led us up there." That's wild, isn't it? What a trip that was. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. strange wormhole. Tell you Apologies. Something. I'll be Googling winter sports tonight. I gotta <sighs> say, Jensen Button is like 51. 41. Oh, jeez. Almighty. What am I talking about? 
I know more about lawn curling than I do about him. Now, what about this guy? I, I'll be disappointed if you tell me this guy was before your time, right? Because I used to, as a kid, kid, yeah. I used to love... I know the show wasn't necessarily meant for kids, but I used to love it, right? Do you remember Michael Crawford? Yes, I do, yeah. From Some Mothers Do Have Him. Yes, that's right, oh yeah. Oh, my God, I, lo- I loved it so much. That show made me laugh. So, so much, much as a kid. It was the funniest thing ever he in the world. He was just... And I like, thought he was absolute... Complete slapstick. Funniest. Absolute slapstick nonsense. Yeah. And the funniest thing... I just thought it was the funniest character. Tears laughing. Yeah. Tears laughing. Everything about him. Just, again, disaster. And every week the same. He starts a new job. <laughs> And destroys yeah. the place. Absolutely. And all of that famous things about him doing his own stunts and everything. Everything. Being, being dragged along by a bus. And, and just the face of disappointment oh. on Betty every week. I think it was just the funniest thing. I just thought it was one of the greatest ever. Oh. And then he went on to be brilliant on stage. Phantom of the Opera and think, Barnum. And, sure, didn't that drive oh, him that's... mad? That his career, like he was a proper theatrical, you know, yeah. brilliant, fantastic music. He could do it all. He could sing, dance. Royally trained in the in the in Rada and all of that, and then every time he left the house, someone went, oh, Bertie, <laughs> Bertie. <laughs> yeah, that was really getting your goat. Poor that fella, mental. Oh God, I love that show and he so was much. Just fantastic. Yeah. It was so so funny. So not a young man, Michael Crawford, CBE, CBE. Yeah, very famous for like getting shot out of Portaloos <laughs> when he gets jobs on building sites. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, he's uh, oh, he's like seventy six. Not bad, seventy nine. I'll take it. Seventy nine. Right. Cheer me up, just thinking about it. Now you're up to date on the home of Nikki at night, Monday to Thursdays from seven pm. This is Classic Hits. Good stuff, thank you kindly, John. Six thirty three. How are you this morning, sir? Very well. Good morning. What's that you're sporting there? What uh, what crest are you sporting? John's a great man for the football top, PJ. And he's always in Atletico Madrid gear. Is it? It is actually yes. Very well sporting. Oh, you're not always in it though, are you? Uh, no, I have... Uh, I thought you had a vast selection of I, different sort of... Uh, well, I have a couple of things, yeah, uh, in my... Uh, Don't overcommit, John. Yeah, Whatever you do, right? Him out now. He's yeah. not happy about this. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm exposing him as having a, having a weakness for a, for a football jersey. <laughs> Vulnerability comes in different forms. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Atletico Madrid, because basically they're the only thing that can upset the apple cart in that particular country. It right, seems. because knocking. So you're no- you're quite happy to be not just cantankerous in an Irish context. Yes, you're quite happy I, to be cantankerous even in a Spanish context. Yes, my belligerence extends internationally. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, if you take like Bayern Munich in Germany, they must be stopped. Right, Barcelona and Real Madrid in Spain. Oh my god, Ju- Juventus in Italy. John's a revolutionary. I love it. Manchester it United, Liverpool, all these clubs must be exterminated eventually. <laughs> right. <laughs> And spread off into some vast outpost like the Caspian Sea or somewhere so they can, you know... Excellent. Le- and we can there, therefore have a revolution for oh the, God. the rest of us who are... It's like having Che Guevara the other side of the glass there. He's literally looking to obsess that, the entire kind of... The in- yeah, the, yeah. Just stick it to the, he wants to stick it to the man. There you go. Isn't that what we all want, though? 60s revolutionary in football terms, which... All, all will ultimately yeah. be futile, but we'll give it a go anyway. 60s revolutionary in an Atletico Madrid, Madrid t-shirt. Well, this is the thing, though, isn't it? They always say the meek will inherit the earth, right? Yeah. My question is, what will they do with it when they get it? Because I don't want to watch Norwich play in West Brom Albion every single week either. <laughs> Sam Allardyce will still be boss anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Haven't heard that in an age. Small town boy from Bronski Beat here at Classic Hits. 
Only want to be with you, Hootie and the Blowfish, just ahead of that. Thanks for waking up happy with BJ and Jim. Thanks for letting us hang out with you on your Tuesday. Good to have you with us, as always. Almost, what, almost 17 minutes to 7 o'clock on this Tuesday, 19th of January. 087 if you need to give us a shout. Lots of people have been on. Um, check this out. Yeah. Uh, poor old, um, poor old Katrina. Right, she's right. had her, her image of John has been ruined. Why? What's wrong now? Come because on. I mentioned that he's partial to a football shirt. John's a, John has great gear, eh? Yeah. And um, uh, she said she always imagined him being a suit wearer. Ah, no, John is there. Yeah, you see, no, he sounds more intelligent than he actually is. Oh, jeez, <clears throat> you're in trouble now. You're in trouble now. Yeah, no, he sounds like he's all sort of, you know, cultured and all that sort of stuff. But sure, he's only a thug like the rest of us, isn't he? Yeah, oh, you're in serious trouble now. I'm, I'm putting the cold, I'm changing the cold in the door. <laughs> yeah, and sure, yeah. he's from Kildare and everything, isn't he? Is he from Kildare? Yeah. Isn't that where he lives? Is that where he lives? I, I think I, so. Yeah. And where did they come on the, in the county's list? It was very low now. Yeah. You're in serious trouble, you are. <laughs> you, I'm telling you, he's going to go completely... You're going, you're going to get the hooligan version now. He'll, he'll lacerate me with his words. He'll yeah. come in and he'll start throwing words around that I'll never have heard of. Yeah. I'll be stuck in a dictionary for months trying to figure out what he's, he's actually called me. He's going to put on all his Millwall gear <laughs> and give you a right hole hiding, so he is. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll grab his Wimbledon shirt from the era of the crazy gang. He's going to come in, yeah. Do a full Vinnie Jones and me do, ghoulies. Do the hair up like Vinnie and everything. <laughs> you're going to get lifted out of it. Yeah. So there you go, <laughs> Katrina. No, he's not. He's not a suit wearer, is our John. No, he's a very normal man. Yeah. Very normal man. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, um, let me see. Margaret in from Wise on to say her hubby was a massive, massive fan of the old Some Others Do Have Him. Oh, Proper the order, too. Show. It was so, we were just talking about it there. Anybody that doesn't laugh at us was weird. Oh, if, if you don't think Frank Spencer's funny, there's something really wrong with you. It was absolutely so ridiculous and daft. Yeah. Correct. Uh, also, uh, John was on, John Heavey was on to say that apparently, uh, you know, it was Dolly Parton's birthday today, 75 she is today, and BBC4, last Friday, according to John, did a complete Dolly night. Did they? You could have as much Dolly as, as you could, you could possibly squeeze in. I love that, man. She's just... He says it was know. brilliant. Yeah, she just does. Every so often you see some celebrity comes along. And there's something special about them. They just seem sound. They just seem like they're the greatest of crack as well. And mm. that's very rare. Yeah. Most of them, they do your head in. Or yeah, she does seem, she seems kind of down to earth. Yeah, she handled the fame good. well or whatever. Yeah, very good fun. Yeah. Uh, also, um, <laughs> on the subject of being such a wet morning and you having come in on the bike and you were saying, you know, it's a bit of an inconvenience. You have very to, much All your so. wet gear and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And uh, Paul's been on to say, uh, I'd say PJ is that wet from this morning on that bike ride in. He'd probably have to rob another pair of jocks <laughs> to replace his wet ones. I'll tell you something. From Paul Reed, head of the HSE. Head of the HSE. <laughs> not so joking. It is Paul Reed. It's just probably not that Paul Reed. I'll tell you something. I'll be careful now or I'll nick That'd a pair. That'd be amazing though, wouldn't it, if, the he- if your man from the HSE was Texting in about slagging you about sl- robbing sl- jocks. Slagging people's jocks. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, what? what? I'll tell you something, you want to be careful, Mr. Paul Reed, or I'll rob a pair of Wimbledon jocks off John. And then you're in big trouble. I'll come and give you a Vinnie Jones in the neck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also, just in general, the other thing as well is, right, it does seem slightly quieter. Obviously, I mean, there was a text in there, right? Um, and it makes sense, but um, let me just see if I can find this text again, because somebody was just saying, here, uh, oh no, there it is, right. Uh, this is Paddy and Cork. He says, it's just me. Or is anyone else starting to think that this place is getting more and more like that 70s TV show, The Prisoner? 
He says, I'm, I'm just waiting for the day someone reports being chased by a giant balloon. A giant balloon, walking. yeah. Yeah. It is. What was your it? man's name in that show? Oh. It was a bit before our time, but it was... I used to watch it, though, on Sky. Yeah, it got Sky repeated. Began, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. repeated a lot, yeah. What was his name? He didn't have a name, though. Was that the whole thing? No, I mean, the guy um, who... Wasn't he a famous, oh, the actor. famous actor who played him? No? Yeah. It was. Was it your man? I don't know. Huge, huge was it the same fella that was in The Man From Uncle? Was it that fella? No, 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 no. no. No, what the hell was his name? I don't know. I, I haven't got a clue. I just yeah, remember it, does it being feel, so... Yeah, it is kind of weird. I know it is noticeably quieter. Because somebody was asking... It was all set in Leitrim, wasn't it? That's what it's like in Leitrim. <laughs> somebody was asking us the other day whether we'd consider doing the, um, the swapperoo that we did the last time there was a big lockdown and doing the 8 to 12. That, yeah, yeah, that was a good idea at the time, you yeah. Know? I think there's more still. Well, it kind of divided opinion. It did. Yeah. Those it was that are up and about. Because we didn't have to get up out of bed <laughs> in the middle of the night. Those that are up and about at this hour uh, weren't a fan of it. That's true, yeah, that's true. But you see, there's very, there's very few people up around at this hour. Well, let's just put it to the. Patrick McGowan. Thank you, Paddy and Cork. Patrick McGowan. That was it. That was the guy's name. McGowan. Yeah, the actor's it's name. Very, not a very starry <laughs> name, is it? McGowan. Paddy McGowan. It's really not. It doesn't have a bang of a Hollywood office. How dare you? I don't know where he's from, but he sounds Irish Definitely to me. Definitely Leitrim, man. I'm telling you, he's, a, he's one of them. Somebody's called Paddy McGoohan. Paddy McGoo. <laughs> then that's, uh, that's good enough for me. But anyway, let's put it to the test, right? Let's, let's just see um, who is out there, right? Um, we've got a stash of, of PJ and Jim Ugly Mugs, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, and, and Jake Stevens like, singles. They're going nowhere fast. They're going nowhere fast. So let's try and get. Let's so literally, just if you're listening to us at the moment, at this what is it? Twelve minutes away from seven o'clock. You need to do nothing more than stick your name on a WhatsApp, and we'll give away a couple, not just one, a couple. What yes. about that? Brilliant idea. Or a few. A few. Let's give away a few. Or a load. Let's give away a crate to one person. <laughs> Anyway, so book. literally, no, so if you're, if you're listening to it this, uh, at the moment, think nothing more of it. It's absolutely free to do it on WhatsApp. Literally, just stick your name on a WhatsApp and get it to us right now. 087 Let's see who is actually out there at this time of the morning. Are people up and about? Let's see if we get a, you know, oh my God. I think I've opened a can of worms here. The place is gone. It's gone mad. And here's me saying, so there wouldn't be many people up at this time. Yeah, especially for the day that's in it. There it is, Mr. Blue Sky from ELO. Yes, none of that out there today. Just proving our decision to not indulge in reality. Who needs reality? It's not yes, very convenient. Yes, it may be wet and miserable and dark out there. Not in our heads, PJ. It's Mr. Blue Sky. That's what it's all about, isn't Maybe it? Maybe in your head. You're not the one with soggy <laughs> pants. You didn't come in sitting on a motorbike this morning. And just to uh, just to keep the kind of uh, surreal, detached from reality kind of theme going, PJ now has a story about a drug baron's rogue hippopotamuses. Isn't it mad, isn't it? Isn't it mad that that's an actual sentence? You're like, you talk about surreal. Pablo Escobar's cocaine hippos. Excellent. Um, are running riot in, uh, in Colombia, in the Magdalena River Basin in Colombia. Off their uh, heads, are they? Well, they're not going to coke. You see, they, they, it was the cocaine that sort of made them get there because... Pablo Escobar, for those that don't know, if you don't know who Pablo Escobar is, uh, I don't know what you've been doing, because every sort of, he's been such a huge part of Netflix fiction over the last few years as well. The yeah. legend of Pablo Escobar. I mean, you know, like he, he, made, he made one good series and then, you know. He lo- yeah. Do you know what it was? He lost all the weight and it wasn't as good after that. Uh, but he was 43 years old, right? The biggest drug dealer in the history of the world. Uh, they reckoned he was worth, like he was worth billions upon billions. Yeah. Like literally hundreds of billions. Like he was 
One of the richest people in the world at one time. Well, when uh, you're famously allowed, um, well, uh, from the Netflix series at least, you're famously allowed to build your own prison. Yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> he did, he built his own prison yeah. to replicate his house and agreed to stay in it. Uh, and the army were there to keep him safe and all. Like, it was yeah. mad. Like, and then eventually, when he got sick of it, he just paid them all off and left, you know. Uh, and he, just he, extraordinary. He ran for office. He had so much So where, where did the hippos come in, then? Well, this is it. Because I don't remember the hippos in the Netflix series. No, they did. Well, you, what they did show in the Netflix series was he was mad into wild animals. So he had giraffes imported and all this. He built basically his own safari park. And, you know, oh, my God. What is it about really wealthy people? And I mean, Michael Jackson, didn't he? Like, he went this theme park route and... Well, this is the thing. They just say, what do you get the man who has everything? Hippos. Hippos is what you get the man who has everything. So he wanted his own sort of zoo, did he? His own sort of he like... He had it. He had it, yeah. He had his own safari park. He built this huge safari park with all these... I was going to say luxurious animals, but that's a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> uh, you know, wild, wild animals from, from Africa and all. And then uh, four of his hippos, they escaped after he died in 1993, right? The hippos escaped. And they started, you know, doing what hippos do when they're bored, you know. Become a mummy and daddy hippos, right? And now they're the largest herd of hippos uh, outside Africa. And their they're, they're wee is very toxic in the river and it's ruining, ruining the natural sort of habitat. And uh, a lot of people in Colombia now are saying, listen, nobody likes the idea of shooting a hippo, but I think it's time we shoot the hippos, right? Uh, that's what we have to do. We have to call the hippos. But David Echeverizzi Lopez who's a government environmentalist, says, no, hippos have become a part of the cultural Colombian national identity and we're not going to go and shoot... Like the deers in the Phoenix Park, you know, the way right. they're, they're not supposed to be there either. They're actually a pest in the park. That's why they have to put all those guards around the trees to protect them, you know. Uh, but people would never... Yeah, you'd feel bad about... You'd never have... If, if you took the deers out of the Phoenix Park, people would go nuts, right? Right. People love the deer in the Phoenix Park, even though they're not really supposed to be there. You know what I mean? And the hippos, of Colombian hippos, are kind of in the same boat now. So this man is fighting to save the hippos, right? Let's call him a hippocrit. I think that's what that means. Of course it is. That's exactly what it means. And he says the hippos have become a part of local identity. And he says the hippos, far from causing harm, are actually replacing some of the... They're, they're adding to the environment for some of the animals that aren't there anymore. So he says llamas and owls and all used to do things in the environment that the hippos are now doing for them. Really? And, and okay, a hippo was doing something that used to be done by an owl. Yeah, it's a bit like immigration, isn't it? It's like the llamas and the owls are going. That's amazing. Hippos Tell coming you something. in here taking our jobs. That'd be some pet shop now if you went in and said, how are you doing? Um, I was thinking of getting myself an owl. Yeah. I tell you, I don't have an owl, right? At the moment. I'm out of stock. But have a hippo. I do, yeah. Well, if, you know, Basically the same thing. Sorry? Look, honestly, this, see the hippo here. Basically the same thing as a bar now. Does it eat much? It does. How much? It eats about the about the stock of a butcher shop every yeah, day. Yeah, it eats about about a dozen owls. And that's not the worst part. It's a cocaine hippo. I don't know where yeah. you're going to get the money for that. <laughs> I mean, if you thought the feeding habit was bad, well, you see him when he gets on the sauce. I tell you, when he hits the cocaine, he never stops talking. This hippo either. Yeah, it's like he swallowed an American. Uh, so I got to say, uh, so this is so they, they don't know what to do. They really don't know what to do, and, and the fight goes on about the hippos and everything. Uh, so their um, we is the problem. Toxic we. Toxic it's not. Wee. I mean, they're living in the jungles of wherever. Yeah, but the, uh, well, but their we is in infiltrating the water system. They're pissing in the river, and it's, uh, but yeah. but they see the environmentalists are saying they actually add to the rest of the land. 
and they do work on the lambs that the llamas won't do anymore. The llamas are gone too posh or whatever it is or too <laughs> extinct or something. They just can't, they can't be bothered anymore. So, like, I don't know what... I don't know what work a llama puts into land. I don't know if they're farming or growing carrots or whatever llamas do. Yeah. I don't really understand the story. All I'm saying is there's a hippo war on in Colombia, which is a damn lot better than being a drug war. You yeah. know, I'd rather, I'd much rather be in a hippo war than a cocaine war. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Tough to negotiate with, though. With the hippos? Yeah, you'd have to, you know, you'd have to have your own version of Dr. Doolittle and everything. Difficult to negotiate with the hippos. I don't know, it sounds pretty straightforward. We'll give you three L's and a llama if you stop slashing in that part of the river. Deal. Amy Winehouse, Sierra Classic Hits, almost 721 Rehab. Actually, that's an option. There's an option for the... for Cocaine hippos. P- Pablo Escobar's hippos. Get them into rehab. That'll be some 12-step program, that'll be. 12 steps and the whole wall will come down. <laughs> You know, they don't know messing with these. As long as those 12 sterms aren't them coming at you. Imagine. Apparently, hippos are awful violent animals. Yeah. Apparently, is it them that are faster than you think? No, I'm I'm confusing them with rhino, am I? I don't think so. I think hippos are very fast as well. They can actually be quite fast across land. I think (laughs) Especially when they're coked up. Imagine them. Yeah, looking for a Mars bar. You'd be there going mad. Calm down, lads. Have a drink. Fine young cannibal, she drives me crazy. 23 minutes to wait on our way towards the hit bit worth 860 euro. Now's the time to get involved. Magic Mike standing by, waiting to hear from you if you want to play. Just let him know you uh, want to get your hands on that cash. 087-188-0008 to have a bash at the hit bit. 860 euro up for grabs. And of course, uh, parents at the moment, lots of parents involved in the old homeschooling. You know, and I'm sure some of them take ah, it very seriously. Stop. Yeah, they do, yeah. Some maybe take it too seriously. You know, there is that environment of the pushy parent. Oh, that feckin' pushy Now, parent. it tends to be less about the kind of, like, traditional schoolwork. It tends to be more about, you know, people who want their kids to be on the stage or sporting greats or, you know, those kind of... You know them, yeah. yeah. Like, most normal parents are grand and they just realise, they look at this, you know... I remember my elf I don't want to go to to train this day and he'd be like oh thank god for that it's freezing now <laughs> you remember you know oh, yeah. Ah, yeah don't go today it's freezing and then my man and I would be doing if it was really cold my man would be there going are you going out in that yeah I'm going up training you get arthritis for the rest of your life if you go out in that no, it's always, right I not quite say, motivational then not quite pushy yeah, yeah yeah exactly someone's going to hit you in the face with a ball now and you'll feel it for a month don't go out there much better way to live I think and compare that with this young fella right uh, this young fella is 10 years old uh, and his name is Kyusha he's twice the size of the other kids in this class because his father is pushing him so hard to be a sumo wrestler at the highest level in Japan oh my god because they are superstars aren't they it's the sumo superstars. thing they are godlike they're yeah. worshipped over there yeah godlike yeah mm. Yokozuna is the highest level of sumo wrestler you can be and this dad is saying he is going to achieve that he's going to push him till he becomes the best of the best right he's, now he's going t- to be he wants him to be the Ronaldo of sumo wrestlers does he yeah, which just seems like a contradiction of sorts, doesn't it? When you think about sort of the physique involved yeah. in both of those well, sort of disciplines. I mean, yeah. In terms of an athletic physique. I know. Um, yeah. Well, uh, look. You don't see many sumo wrestlers on the front of men's health, that's all I'm saying. But he's 85, he's 10 years old and he's 85 kilos. What? Yeah. So he weighs... Oh my God, is that even... A little bit more than I do and he's 10. It's wrong. That can't be healthy, can it? Ah, look, wait here, wait here, what the, the amount he eats every day, right? His key to his success, his father says, is his diet. He's a 10-year-old, and he eats between 2,700 and 4,000 calories a day, including over a litre of milk and copious amounts of protein. He has steak for breakfast every morning. Oh, my God. Ah, this is a 10-year-old man. Ah, would you cop on? I'll give him the cocoa pops, will you? Now go for a run. <laughs> 
Jeepers, it's all, this is outrageous stuff. It's I mean, well, hang a second, though. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with the steak. You know ah, what I mean? Yeah, but he's not into plenty it. Plenty of calories in Cocoa Pops. I know. We're just saying that, you know, so you don't have to ram steak into him 4,000 calories worth. I know. T- well, apparently, he's saying, he's saying he has to put on another 20 kilos oh, be- bloody heck. before he starts middle school in two years. So that means he'd be 104 kilos. What's that in old money? Oh, I don't know. Well, I, I, 100 I, I, and something, I, I that's transferred into the kilos. I don't know what that is, anyway. It's loads, know. right? But it's, it's heavy, man. It's like... Right now, then, he's roughly... He's just about... Near, near your 14 stone, nearly. Right. So he's put on another 20 kilos, which is a third of that. So Blue what's that I don't know what it works out. And he's, he'll be... At the time, he'll be 12. And he'll be 12. Oh, man. 12 and 100 and odd kilos. Honest to God, I know truckers <laughs> who've never stood <laughs> Are up. Are your bones able to hold that at oh, that age? it's disgraceful. And his alpha is mad into it. His alpha is 100%. It's like Tiger Woods' dad or the Vanessa, you know, the Williams sisters. He's there, right. this is it. You're going to do this. You're going to be a star. We've bet everything on it. They've moved to another house in the middle of the, the uh, sumo region of Japan. He's betting his whole life on it. He's invested all his money into this young fella. Too much pressure. Ten, ten Absolutely. Year too be. much pressure and too much food, man. And then they ask the young fellow, what does he think of it? Uh, and he goes, ah, well, he goes, I wouldn't describe it as enjoyment, he says. Ah, this is a, this is brutal now. He's <laughs> Terrible, like, carry on. Yeah, he goes, oh, it's very tough and I t- think about quitting the odd time. But look, for now, he says, this very sort of old man way of talking for a ten-year-old as well. Uh, for now, though, you know, the grind, grind to the top. Continuous, you know. <laughs> So he's got this. Uh, he's got this uh, work ethic. It's already been brainwashed into it. So I imagine he probably will be a super sports star now. But God, if it I tell you work out, that... he's just going to be a huge young fella. But that's what I was just going to say. I hope it works out for him and he gets the benefit at the end of it all. Because otherwise, it'll just be God Almighty, it'll be a lifetime of health issues. By the sounds of it. But that's it. And he said they say he still does track and field, and he still has to do athletics, and he still has to do all of those things. You know, because you have to be flexible does and you have to have power. And... I know, but that just like... makes me feel bad. Would it, yeah, what, yeah. I'm my 4,000 calories a day aren't going to good use at all on I that tell basis. You, I'd have given this young lad a run for his money over Christmas. I'd say, honestly, that young lad, if he saw me over Christmas, he'd, say, he'd be there like, would you ever calm down? He'd be there going, you're going to... Yeah, you're I'm, making a piggy yourself there. You're absolutely outrageous, you are. I mean, you're too old to be a Yokozuna. You're just a big, fat Irish pig. Classic Hits. And now, the hit bit with Supermax. Whether you're into taco, curry, cheese, or garlic fries, we have something for everyone. Order online, available at supermax.ie. Hit bit. It's a bit of a really famous hit. It's a bit, just a bit from a classic hit. But what hit is it? Hit bit. Uh, that classic hit bit is worth 860 euro for you this morning. Here's what it sounds like. May as well get straight into it. So I'll uh, try and give it away with Heather Cullen, who's first on the phone this morning. How are you, Heather? Good morning, lads. How are you? Super duper, Heather. How's things with you? Cooking a porridge, not a steak. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, you that's see. Good, that's see. where you're going wrong, you see. You need to get the steak into you, Heather. No, thanks. If you've, any, if you've any aspirations to be a sumo wrestler at all, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> start so, off, Genty. Start mixing a little bit of steak mince into the porridge there. We love you. So what's the yeah. day got in store for you, Heather? Are you homeschooling? Are you working? Yeah. Are you putting your feet up? What's going on? Homeschooling and a little bit of shopping. Right. Oh, very good. You're dealing internet shopping. Are you one of these now? Your best friend is no. the... No. Oh, very, you beg your pardon. You cut me off there. I wasn't even allowed to finish the question. No, no internet. No, just do proper normal shopping like normal people yeah. do. 
Yes, go interaction. Have say, some normality in life. Everything's you know, amazing. Su- supermarkets, PJ. Yeah, it's not like you, celebrities, that, you know, <laughs> order things in, you know. In the you limo. Can, in the you limo, can literally in the order in boiled eggs and all, you know. <laughs> Isn't this mad? I just bought a strawberry milk from the spa this morning. There you like, see. Look at you with your strawberry milk. Ordinary milk's not good enough for you, no? No, I hate it. It makes me do... I don't like it. I don't like it. Chocolate's better. Chocolate's better. It is. It is, Heather. They've none left, unfortunately. And come here, listen, Uh, Heather, very quickly. Who are you homeschooling, by the way? What ages are you talking about there? um, I'm homeschooling my 11-year-old son, Nolan, who is an absolute treasure. He's a good kid. Is he? Excellent. Okay. Great Great stuff. My other two are doing their Zoom calls. My 11 and my... My 13-year-old and my 17-year-old, Mia and Alicia. They're, they, they have to do, they do their stuff on Zoom? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. They're too, too up-to-date, know more about technology than I do. Of they course they do. They make a show of me because they Mom, you don't know how to use your phone. Oh, look, stop. I'm still trying to figure out a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Heather, let's try and give you some money this morning. What do you think this is? I think it's Mr. Big Broken Wings. Ah, oh, yeah, great one. Cool, Abil. All right, let's head to the west where Magic Mike is standing by. Good morning. Lovely to be with you this morning. Uh, hey. Hey. Oh, no. Already straight out, yeah, straight out of the traps. He's on form. <laughs> anyway, Heather, you're wrong. Wrong, wrong. Oh, Sorry. That's a shame. Well, you play the song anyhow, because I like that song. Okay. Consider it done. One of these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did- we didn't say when, but consider it yeah, done. Definitely this year we'll get that in for you. <laughs> Have a good one, Heather. You too, lad. Take care. Cheers. 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 Bye-bye now. Uh, Bye-bye. Trevor Deegan hanging around there waiting. How are you, Trevor? Morning, PJ. Morning, Jim. How are you? How's it going, Trevor? Got a man on, on the move. Where are you off to? Yeah, I, I left Navin at 7. I'm on my way to... Uh, Tesco Distribution Centre and Donna Bates. I was on the phone to you there just before Christmas. Oh, oh right, very okay. Good, very good. Excellent. Yeah. It's right, so... so how's the, how's the roads? Is it all nice and kind of quiet and everything? Are you cruising along and... Oh, yeah, I'm there now in about five minutes, but uh, it's juicy enough. I think I passed Noah's Ark on the end, too, there. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I've never heard that expression used for wet roads before. It's juicy enough. I'll definitely use that now. <sighs> Absolutely. <laughs> right, come on, let's give Trevor some money then. Yeah, Trevor, what do you think? Well, following on from the clues here, I think it, it might be that um, they might be giants, boardhouse in your soul. Oh, I absolutely love that song. This would be amazing. This would both delight and annoy PJ in equal so measure much, if this yeah, turns yeah, out to be true. I, I hope it is. What do you reckon, Mike? Okay, it's a giant of a guess, giant of a song, but it is a big giant no. I'm ah. sorry. <laughs> Unlucky. Okay. Listen, safe driving, Trev. Take care of yourself, man. Nice and you too, guys. Cheers. Stay juicy, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> That's it now. You've been christened Juicy Trev. That's going to stick with you for the rest of the uh, the rest of the life. Listen, take care. Have a good one, man. Take care. Right, there you go. Trevor, uh, on, out and about on the roads. Uh, Heather doing her homeschooling, but none of them right on the hit bit, so uh, the boiler has to take it over at half one. Yeah, yeah. Juicy Nile boiler will come on. <laughs> give you another shot there at half one. Still be 860 God. quid. Something uncomfortable about calling him juicy, I'll though. be honest with you. As soon as I said it, I felt wrong. I felt like I'd done something wrong. As you soon have. as I said, yeah. You have. You should never describe you've a man. created an image now that's going to be very difficult to erase. Yeah. No man should be described as juicy. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. Here are Classic Hits. Tuesday morning. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. It's, uh, what, just after 10 past 8. Thanks for letting us hang out with you. 087 If you need to give us a shout, so if you want to get in touch for the breakfast table quiz, that's on the way. A bit later this hour, I think we have... Um, what did we have we get yesterday? Was it, was it 12? Yeah, we had a high score yesterday, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're right up there already, like... 
So not bad. A uh, classic hits PJ and Jim hoodie is our prize on the breakfast table quiz again this week. So if you want to get your hands on it, as I say, 087 let us know if you want to play. In the meantime, of course... Well, as we go and search, as we always do, I mean, the whole theme of the show, let's face it, is wake up happy. Anything to bring you happiness. Yeah. But apparently we've stumbled across a bit of a bit of a conflict in the science. We have. Jim, do you remember we did, and it was just in the last year, I'd say around the middle of last year, we did this story. And it basically proved, beyond shadow of a doubt, that money does not make you happy. That right. was what it did, right? And the story said that it actually does make you happy, but only to a point, right? So that you get to a certain point in your life where you can pay your bills. Um, you bit can of security, of, maybe. Bit of security. Like, not even a huge amount, but you can get out in the weekend. You're not exactly panicking. Yeah. And after, and after that, no matter how much money you get, it doesn't really increase your happiness. It just increases your anxieties around money. That was what this study proved, yeah. right? So overall, money makes you happy, yes, but to a point... And after that point, it doesn't matter. And they said roughly around the 55 grand a year mark is as happy as you can get with money. That's what they said. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to, you know, test out the alternative. Well, here you go. (laughs) If the option ever arises. Well, you'll be delighted to hear there's a new study out uh, that has furthered it up. If that's a scientific term, it has furthered us up. I think I, I know many a scientist that said that in his time. Yeah, well, the new scientists say absolute codswallop. Money does buy you happiness. Yes. You can get as much as you want. Fantastic. If you have money... Get a lot of wins into you. Yeah, as the old saying goes, money might not buy you happiness, but try being happy without it. Yeah, exactly. Right, so this yeah. is... So money really can, they say now. This is a new one. So it says... Um, the new study, they did this... Now, it's not exactly you know, the most conclusive of studies. What they did was uh, they tried to study people's well-being and uh, they did it with, well, according to their income. Right? Yeah. So throughout the day, this doctor, Dr. Matthew Killingsworth, making a killing out of this, I bet mm-hmm. you, um, from the University of Pennsylvania, he looked at a link between well-being and uh, finance and he said he would text people randomly through the day to say, how are you now, right now, at this moment, how are you feeling? Please give me a text message summary, Right. And they would text them back. And at the end, the people with the most money were always the happiest. Yeah. Always the yeah. happiest. That the, doesn't come as a shock to me, PJ, I'm going to say. Well, I'll tell you what comes as a shock to me. Right, I read that story this morning and I was all depressed. I was like, ah, oh, for God's sake. Of course it's the way it is. And then I found another study directly underneath it in the newspaper. Like right underneath it says... Um, being generous and giving your money away makes you happy. I have a funny feeling somebody, <laughs> a very broke person, wrote this one. <laughs> Right, so, so literally, where you're side by side, a story that says, the more money you have, the happier you are, yeah. versus a story that says, give your money away, that'll make you happy. The more money you give away. So in America, the study says, the happier you are, the wealthier you are. In Switzerland, though, if you give your money away, a group of 50 volunteers in Switzerland took part in a spending experiment. Each were given 25 francs per week for four weeks that they could give away. The people who gave away the most felt the best at the end of the week. Right. See, you can give away for a week. I'd say a lot of them felt great because they were like, thank God, that's over. Yeah, not to mention the fact they were giving away somebody else's money. Exactly. There you go, there's there's 25 quid. Give that to somebody. Okay, how do you feel now? Oh, I feel great. Do you know something? It hasn't cost great. me a penny. Yeah, it hasn't cost me a <laughs> I've, I've loads of extra money for an extra sauce. So- I've got to get an extra sausage roll. Yeah, because I thought I was going to have to give them some of my own money. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't into yeah. that at all. I but there, yeah. Since you've given me 25 quid to give to them. I know. No bother. So they were asked to choose between giving 3 and 25 francs of money to different people, right? Yeah. And then keep the rest. But sure, they gave it all away. Of course they did. Sure, they didn't. No, no pain, no gain. Or oh, what's the... That's not the expression I'm looking for. Easy come, easy go. 
That's the one, Jim. That's the one I was thinking of. Easy come, easy go. That's the way. No pain, no gain. Literally, they got it for nothing. It was zero pain and all the gain. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I choose. My head says the American, the yeah. more money you make, the, the yeah. better. My it's all very, says, you know, all these things, you know, the, the intangibles that money can't buy. You know, it can't make you... Like it, it can't buy you love. But it can't. Well, you just I mean, buy dep- it. Depends on your definition of it, to be fair. If you've got enough money, you can buy a load of monkeys. Buy a load of monkeys and teach them to walk around the house just going... Nah, 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 you know, you. and all that sort of stuff. And your health, obviously, is a huge thing and all that. But, like, you know, I'm sorry if you're not... You know, there's lots of elements of your health and stuff that if you had a lot of money, a lot of private treatment could certainly help out with. Yeah, you could buy robotic legs and all. <laughs> Buy robotic so, legs and I don't know, you know. I mean, you can buy it. You can be able not to buy saying it. it's the, I'm not saying it's the ultimate. I'm not saying it can absolutely solve every problem, but you know, I just think the problems you have when you have a lot of money tend to be a little bit better than the problems you have when you've none. That's all I'm saying. I, mean, I remember hanging around this young fella and his parents had a few quid and all, and I'll never forget how upset they got over a stain I put in their curtains. It's like those are people that don't have problems, man. You don't get that upset over a set of curtains. If I ripped the curtains down, my dad be there going, now you have to get changed and the whole world will be looking at you. <laughs> How would you feel about that? I'll be there going, oh, yeah. nobody's yeah. replacing them now. You put a... St- I'm not going to ask. Maybe they're going. I'm not going to ask how the stain got in the court. I, I don't want. I don't want to know. I fell over with a spaghetti bolognese. Don't, don't tell me you tried to get rid of the stain the same way you tried to get rid of the paint out of your ma's house, did you? No, you but didn't it, take out. Your, will you reckon? No, did you? I, no, I, I rubbed tea bags into it. Of, of course, course you did. That course, didn't tea work. Bags. That didn't work yeah, either. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, there she goes from the Laz. Sierra Classic hits almost 19 minutes past eight o'clock. Oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. Sharon's been on. Your wealth is your health. I see what you did there, Sharon. Yeah. Living them around. She's well not done. wrong either. I tell you, absolutely. And look at this. Um, uh, lads, I'd rather be miserable with money than miserable without well, see, it. See, that's what it comes down Fred. That's what it comes down to, really. And I think the best one of all goes to John and Fingless, who t- just WhatsApped in. Hi, lads. Money can't buy you happiness, but it's a lot more comfortable to cry in a Mercedes than a bicycle. You've no idea how much of a nerve that hits this morning. You've no idea how much of a nerve that hits this morning. <sighs> You see, yeah. you're, the, you're the living proof that, you know, like money can help. Like, would you have rather come to work today in your lovely Mercedes I used you don't to have, have one. Exactly. I, don't, I don't have one anymore. Or on your, well, you didn't quite use a bicycle. No, but I came here. I a motorised bicycle. I came in here with extraordinarily saggy jock or soggy jocks from the rain this morning. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, that man, John of Fingless, has a point. I'm there you go, you, you see? That's exactly, our point exactly, precisely, John. Thank you for that. And thanks for nothing, John, because you've upset me now. <laughs> Sunshine from Dario G. Uh, we've got the breakfast table quiz on the way. Remember, we're offering, uh, we've decided to throw in an extra PJ and Jim ugly mug along with the uh, PJ and Jim hoodie for you to win. Uh, if you can beat that score at 12. But even if you think you can't, we're offering a, offering the consolation prize of a PJ and Jim ugly mug as well. So you can either get the full whack, the full compliment of PJ and Jim ugly mug and PJ and Jim hoodie, or you can get the runner-up prize of the PJ and Jim oh, ugly really? mug. You can't stop giving things away. Do you know what we should do, really? We should offer the Merry Christmas Jakey boy as a, as a prize, for, booby prize for the worst score of the week. That's actually a great <laughs> idea. That is a brilliant idea. We're going to give you the worst player of the week is going to get uh, a, a Christmas, a Christmas hit single from, from Jake Stevens from 2007.
There you go. That, that is the is, ultimate booby prize. That is really, that is That's hitting the nail on the head. That is quality. Come on, have a go. It's only 12 to beat anyway. 087 to have a go at the breakfast table quiz. And if you're with us a little bit earlier on, uh, you'll have heard us chatting about the whole debate around money, okay? Does money bring you happiness? One survey the PJ found said the more money you make, the happier you are. The other f- survey said the more money you give away, uh, the happier you are, the better you feel about everything and all that sort of stuff. This one is somebody who, well, has ended up in sort of both camps, really. He, you know, kind of had money and then he, well, he didn't quite give it away, really, did he? he threw it away like a looter. What a, what a maniac. So you remember we were talking about the guy in San Francisco. Uh, last week we were only talking about him, who he forgot his password to his Bitcoin. Yeah. Hundreds of millions he had in That's there. That's still ongoing. He's still, like, he's... He's accepted his fate, apparently. He's apparently has accepted his fate. He's decided he's not going to let money define him as a human being and move on knowing that it wouldn't have made him change fundamentally as a person and that it's okay. Liar. That, I know, yeah, but you need to tell yourself something. <laughs> yeah, you're not yet. So he's not even going to try his final two attempts at his password. Well, you see now, this, he says no, but you and me both know he is. You better believe you it. You and me both You'd know You'd have he is. to give yourself a shot at he it. He says, yeah, unless he's actually tried the two of them since and then he's gone, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I've didn't accept- want it anyway. Yeah, I've accepted my fate. I'm bigger than money. Yeah, all right. So what's uh, this guy done? So this fellow I heard the story this British man he heard the story and then he suddenly re- remembered how much is it worth what has happened in lockdown Bitcoin is now worth how much and then he remembered he was a 35 year old IT engineer from Newport he started mining cryptocurrency in 2009 cleaning his office out in 2013 Bitcoin was worth very much little to nothing then he threw away the hard drive he says oh it won't be whatever no big deal says, that thing's probably gone. It's worth, not worth very much now. It'll be worth less than nothing in the small time. So that just put this into perspective. He had 7,500 Bitcoin on that hard drive. At today's prices, that would be worth $280 million. And oh he threw it in the bin. He threw it in the bin. It's gone. Now he's gone and he's asking Newport uh, County Council, can he have a look in the <laughs> landfill site? <laughs> Oh my and god! They are He's literally he. The man wants to crawl around on rubbish heaps. A, it's, a, it's not even a rubbish. It's a landfill. Like, it's, it's, like it's actually been buried over. It's has been, been buried up. over in 2013. Oh like it's it's literally gone beyond impossible to find. Remember, we found out in the Irish landfill and the Dublin landfill, somebody threw a piece of the moon into it, and that was worth God knows how many millions at this stage. It was the moon rock put into it, and there's at this point the searching for it. It's impossible to find. Now we know. In Newport landfill, there is a hard drive that in 2013 went in there and is worth 230 oh my God. million. They, that US is going dollars. to, regardless of them not giving him permission yeah. to dig it up. How many people? Are, that's going to be, Joe. That's going to become like some sort of weird treasure treasure hunt. hunt you're right. There'll be people from all yeah. over this place. Trying to get into that landfill it's got to need, and it's dig got, it up. How, where you'd be, begin? Who'd know? There'd be people out trying to divine an electrical signal from under the ground. Shit, there's loads of crap in it. Like it's gone beyond impossible. He said he's even. He said he went to Newport Town Council and they denied him. Right? He goes seriously. If I find it, I will donate twenty five percent, seventy point eight million to the local communities. Imagine. And they were like. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible. Like, you're just going to go in there and get sick now. Yeah. You're wasting your time. It's never going to be found. But he's on a quest. It's like you said, he's on a quest. But it can't be found. It is the kind of thing, though, that would make you believe... 
Like it would actually make you believe that when you're talking about money at that level, like that's that's ridiculous levels. Especially yes, two hundred and eighty million dollars. I so. mean, even if you were to spend millions, yeah, trawling through that landfill, it would still be worth it. It would, yeah. If you found it. Do you know what's going to happen? Somebody one day will find it. Beyond, against all odds, right? Maybe right, it's yeah. this man. Maybe it is himself. Maybe it's this fella, the 35-year-old James Howell. Maybe it's him. Maybe he gets in and he finds it, right? And the thing is, Bitcoin is surging because we're using cryptocurrencies because we're shopping online because of the pandemic. Yeah. Maybe one day, Bitcoin, the arse will fall out. <laughs> and he'll go through it. He'll be there. And in 17 years' time, he'll go, I have it! Oh my god, I have it! And he'll put How it in. How much is it worth now? 490. <laughs> what? 490. 490 million? No. No. No, four, four pound 90. Yeah, but if you go to the bank, they said they give you a five or even. <laughs> it'll be something. It'll be some horror story like that. Oh my god, yeah, it'll yeah. be horrific. Oh, it's awful, yeah. The poor fella, I feel so. What would you get a. I wonder if you went to a bank and went that you were looking for a bridging loan. Right, I just need a few million quid to trawl a rubbish dump. Yeah. For me lost cryptocurrency. And yeah, they're in the and, then, and, then if I, and when I find it, I'll pay you back. What? There was no problem, yeah. No problem, yeah. So I just need enough for two shovels and two divining robots. Breakfast Table Quiz. It's time for the Breakfast Table Quiz. When the best prize out there is. Try to get the biggest score. Hope the next call gets the more. It's the Breakfast Table Quiz. The Breakfast Table Quiz with Kilmartin Educational Services. In class or online, learn and revise safely and get ahead with Julie's CKES.ie. Throwing prizes at you on the Breakfast Table Quiz this week. We have, of course, or we started the week certainly with a uh, PJ and Jim hoodie up for grabs. Uh, And then we've decided to add a PJ and Jim ugly mug into the mix as well, just to uh, sweeten the deal. I love the way you've gotten mug, you're gone magnificent. I have. This week. It's the magnificent, anyway. The, um, and then we've added a a consolation prize as well of a PJ and Jim ugly mug. So if you come second, if you don't quite make it to the top, you still get a prize. And we've thrown in a special booby prize that literally, if you're our worst player of the week, you will get for yourself a highly exclusive. And there's not many of them about because they didn't sell that well. <laughs> no, actually, that's not true. They did sell very well. Excuse me. Just eventually, slightly wrong time of year. Just when they were released after Christmas. Merry Christmas, Jakey boy. That'll become a collector's item. Well, it will, yeah. Well, mind you, I've been collecting them for a long time and I can't get rid of them. But there you go. That's why they're a booby prize, I guess. Right, 12 is our top score at the moment. Who's going to play, PJ? It's got to be Catherine Callahan this morning. How are you, Catherine? Hi, PJ. How are you? Not too bad at all, Catherine. What's up with you today? Where are you? I'm near Mullingar and I'm working from home today and my daughter is homeschooling. Oh, very good. What's her name, Catherine? She's Eva and she's sitting here. She's going to help me. I was just going to say, is she going to be uh, much help? How old is Eva? No, Or Eva. Eva, I beg your pardon. Oh, yeah, Eva, definitely Eva. She's 17. Seven. Oh, brilliant. Oh, she should be good. Right. She knows we're, everything. She we're expecting. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> didn't we all? What 17-year-old doesn't know absolutely yeah. everything? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, then, listen, we're expecting great things, Catherine. And, of course, there's a bundle of different prizes you could end up winning out of this. Great, yeah. You dangled those in front of my face. I tell morning. you. I, cu- I couldn't resist. You couldn't uh, resist. Yeah. Who could? Uh, yeah, and seriously, Catherine, you'd have to be absolutely brutal to get the Jake Stevens CD, <laughs> so don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll keep that from you. Right, well, listen, Catherine and uh, Eva standing by. 12 is the score we're trying to beat. 60 seconds, the very best of luck. Here we go. According to the Dickens novel, it was a tale of how many cities? 
two. With what sport is the name Andrew Murray associated? Uh, tennis? Yes, in biology, what sea is another name for the large intestine? Colon. In what country would you find the Sydney Opera House? Australia. Meg Ryan starred opposite who in Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail? Tom Hanks. The city of Hamburg is in what European country? Germany. How many feet are there in Fathom? Eight. Six. Who was Robinson Crusoe's island companion? Man Friday. Which fictional bear is famous for his check trousers? Uh, Rupert Bear. That's the one on which river is the English city of Newcastle upon Tyne? Tyne. According to the popular World War I song, it's a long way to where? Tipperary. Johnny Rotten was the lead singer of what punk band? The, stri- the Sex Pistols. What sea is the name of a woven cloth artist paint on? Canvas. Yeah! You just snuck it in at the end. Well done, That Catherine. was some great scoring, Catherine. Did Eva help out there at all? No. <laughs> no, she, she, no, she says she did. She did, actually. Okay, right. I'll take her back. Oh, yeah, we have to take that back. I love now, it. this is going to yeah, be interesting. This could be very close. Let's see. How do we do? Official count is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, you're joking. Oh, my God. Oh, that is too close. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Literally, really the only one that went astray was how many feet in a fathom? Oh, oh, nobody knows that. Exactly. No, yeah. So who uses fathoms? year olds know that. Yeah, well, there you go. Who uses fathoms anymore? Nobody. What are you thinking of, PJ? Living in the 1800s. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's true. I should be shaving <laughs> Asking questions even po- only pirates know the answers to. Well, anyway, look, yeah. at, Catherine, it was still a fantastic score. And who knows? I mean, with the, with the generous spirit around this, these parts these days, who knows what prize you'll end up walking away with at the end of it all. Oh, I just can hardly wait. Exactly. <laughs> Catherine, have a cracking day. Take care of yourself. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Snow Patrol, chocolate here at Classic Hits, CC Peniston, and finally, just ahead of that, waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Thank you for that. 13 minutes past uh, 9 o'clock. Uh, still to come, of course, we've got a bit of CSI on the way for you uh, a little bit later on, but I did promise that we were going to be visiting uh, some of PJ's favourite places. I thought we were going to be doing it earlier. <laughs> yeah. But money... As always, got in the way. Got in the way, like it always does. Because uh, somebody, uh, PJ feels hard done by. He feels like I somebody's do. stolen his idea. He had, he had a, um, a master plan. Actually, I suppose it's kind of money related as well, because he, he thought he had a business idea. Well, I was actually going to give it away for free, but I was going to ask for the funding to create it, as I have the computer knowledge of a hamster. Right. Uh, and can't do it myself. And now it looks like people are about to beat me to the punch. So a self-professed toilet enthusiast, uh, Katie Lewis is her name. She started this Instagram account, you know, mm. uh, Katie on the loo. And basically she's reviewing all the public toilets. She lives in Guernsey. So um, thankfully... Did we not have somebody who did this before? We did. We had some guy that was um, trying to set it up before. Something similar to it. Uh, which means I'm really feeling the pressure to get my app out there. Although, hang you on know. a second. Wait, with the other guy... Was the other guy... Sort of just treating them like some sort of weird tourist attraction or something. That's right, yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh, well, he was just... He was weird. He was just saying his favourite toilet. I don't know why he had a favourite <laughs> toilet. Like, I would do it as a public service. Do you know that way? Why, like, are, you claim, are you going to claim now you don't have a favourite toilet? Well, I do, but it's in my house. I'm not going to put that in an app and ask people to see if they feel free to use it. Last thing I want is people calling in saying, I've heard you've got a wonderful little throne. I'd love to have a... 
have a use mm. of. You know, no, I just thought maybe you know. Yeah, you, you don't worry about, it, but you have to pump the handle. It doesn't, you know. I thought you might have had like you know pre-pandemic times. I thought you might have had a toilet that you particularly enjoyed visiting when you were on your. Oh, you mean in travels public. around Dublin? Ah, you know, yes, there is, yeah, or no, around I the country. Have. You know, maybe as part of your gigging past, yeah. there might have been a venue that. You were, you know, you particularly enjoyed sitting down and having a good think in. Well, there was, this is the thing. I had, this is why I wanted to set up this app. I had this great idea for an app, right? Pretty much like Tinder, where you match with a toilet according to where you are in the country. Tinder? Right? Yeah. So, you know the way... Fall in love with your jacks. Yeah, well, you essentially, you just find a good match, right? Yeah. So, you're like, you put in your details, so you put in your height, your weight... Well, you're most likely to do a number one or a number two into the app and all, right? Well, your height and your weight. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. in case the toilet isn't up to it. Well, you no, know, in case, like, you know, in case, so it's suitable to your frame. You know the way sometimes you go to a... You, I've been to one, and the edges would be very sharp, and I was thinking if I was a lighter man now, that wouldn't bother me so much. You know that type of thing? <laughs> and then you... Wow, you put way more thought into I your t- toilet got, visits than, yeah, and so then you than go, I ever did. So then you open it up and a GPS is where you are, right? Right. And then, say, you, it gives you an option of toilets. And like Tinder, you, you wipe left or you wipe right, right? Yeah. So you wipe left <laughs> and you go, no, I don't like the look of that one. I don't like the look of that one. And then you say, oh, that's a nice one there now. I could save up my number one for that. So you wipe right. And if it's open, it matches back with you. And then it sets you a map yeah. to, go to, to go to the toilet. Because to be honest with you, I don't know that public conveniences are as convenient as they used to be. I don't know if there's a, a plethora of public toilets. They tend to be sort of assigned to businesses, don't they? Well, People tend it. to nip into but maybe, a pub or a coffee shop or something like that. Well, it, well, maybe you could pay not that you'd nip into a pub anymore. Well, there you go. But listen, this is the thing. All these businesses are empty now, right? Mm. So there's a lot of toilets unused all around the city and the country. So maybe if you pay a subscription, I'd pay, a, say, a fiver a month, and you get onto the app, it's called Flush, right? Yeah. Uh, so you pay a fiver a month for Flush, and then you can wipe left or right, and you can mark your favourites. And then, you know, uh, so you go, and then you get a code maybe to a business in the door. Right. And you, and you get to and have now a is private this, is toilet. This, is this based on the idea that you, in case you're caught short, is it? If you're like, if you suddenly decide, oh, I'm dying to go to the toilet. And yeah, then, as we all and, are. You, and you whip your app out and you go, where's the nearest one to me? Yeah, because you can't go and Because God forbid you'd look around or whatever. There's nowhere to look around. Yeah, but I mean, it's not going to be pandemic forever. Well, then you have a list of favourites at the end of the pandemic. You'll be able to go and listen, get on to flush. Yeah. It's even, it's, it's uh, yeah, better I'll, than you I'll think. put it off for an hour till I'm over the other side of the city and I'll go to my favourite one over there. Yeah, you'll be saving it up and all. Like, ah, you know, you'll be there thinking, oh, it's my birthday. I'm going to go somewhere nice. <laughs> you know, it's for, for my birthday. I'm going to, I'll have a, I'll eat a bit of cake for my breakfast and then I'll, I'll find somewhere nice. And you'll, oh, look at the Westbury's after. So, oh, you'll be there dead. I'll go into yeah. Westbury and I'll have a cup of tea and a bun and I'll finish my business. And I'll have a great day out. Brilliant. No, you're, you're looking at me like I'm No, mad. no, look, no. Well, yeah, yeah, man, anyway, there's no point in denying that. I was I think, yeah, right. But let's get well, back see, to... He'd some... be first person on it. He'd be there coming over to me. No, what do you know? Oh, here, I hear you have a great... I hear you got a great place. One place that's made of marble and all. Is it true? Where is it? No, where's the marble toilet? No. I'm not telling you. You ridiculed me up. I'm not telling you about the marble toilet. Yeah. So who's beating you to it anyway? Is that what's happened? Somebody so that, has actually stolen well, your idea. Katie, no, not really, not as such, but she started doing more or less the same thing and giving it away for free on Instagram, which is, you know, brutal. Uh, so she rates the, rates the toilets about their loo roll provisions, their space, their decor, you know, all the factors that account, account for basically the quality of experience that you have when you use a public toilet. And then you can uh, sort of, I, which, that's all she's just telling you where they are you'd have to make your own list your own portfolio right so she, that's where she's fallen that's short that's where she's fallen short you know, she's she, set herself down there by not introducing GPS and 
Exactly, know. yeah. And, and talking to other toilet enthusiasts about their local knowledge, you know. That's what you need to get in. You need to get into the into the community, into the toilet enthusiast community, and then talk to those people. Right. And create swap the tips at the highest level. You know, yeah. this woman is only going, she's going into cafes in Guernsey. Who cares about that? I want to know the passcode to, you know, the... Orisonucteron. Who hasn't wanted to do a wee in Orisonucteron? Actually, you know something? That's that's not a bad idea now. Passcodes. You know. Yeah. If you could access passcodes. Exactly. There's nothing worse than being in those coffee shops where you have to go up to the thing and, and ask for it. You know the way it's meant to be printed on your receipt? I know. And I can never find it. Can, or else you can never read it. Yeah. And, and the, the, the print is too faint. Like, what's, 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 is that a three or an eight? Yeah. Yeah. And how many times do those people in Starbucks hear that? Yeah. Can I have an Americana on the coat of the toilet, please? <laughs> yeah. Can I have a bun on the coat of the toilet, please? Can I have a sandwich on the coat of the toilet? Nobody wants anything. Everybody just wants the coat of the toilet. You know, it's just going, if I give you 50 cents and I don't get any food, can I get the coat of the toilet, please? So you're talking about there'd be a part of your app would have code sharing, would it? Code sharing, be a, oh, a yeah. bit like giving somebody the Wi-Fi password. Portaloo piracy, I call it. <laughs> is that what it is? Portaloo piracy, yeah. yeah. So you could be running into potential legal issues there. Could do, but you know what I mean. It'd be like an, it'd be an app, you know, like it'd be, it'd be unidentifiable. I'd be, I'm gonna, I want to. That's my ambition in life. I've done radio. I've done stand up. Now I want to be known as the most famous part of New Pirate in Ireland. <laughs> I want to. I want to make that happen. Right. You know, Look, it uh, uh, turns out you might be way behind the game on this, PJ. What do you mean? Apparently, there's an Irish app called P.ie. No. As in P.E.E. Dot I.E. Really? According to Shelley in Galway. Um, I've never heard. It was obviously brutal. Uh, me being a, such a high-profile member of the Irish toilet community, I'm, I, I'm very. I can't imagine someone beat me to the punch. You know yourself, Jim. Yeah. Somebody saying, "Why not do it on garage toilets?" I suppose that's really that's the equivalent of that's really taken over from the the public convenience. Are they open now? Garage S- toilets. Well, some of them definitely are. Really? Like, I got diesel the other day. Yesterday was it? The day before yesterday. Um, and there's and some of them definitely are. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought mm. all of the, I thought everything was closed. Well, you so, see now, if only there was an app to tell you which ones were open. I know. I'd have to stick back lanes and all. Of it. You know what I mean? What you mean, like, as in a bush? Uh, yeah, my favourite bush and everything. Yeah, I have to go real hardcore. Here's my favourite bush. It's an Anali and Clontarf. <laughs>